everybody. Welcome to the Two Piece Podcast, where two very different people compare and contrast their top fives on a variety of topics. We are very I- different. We are very different. I'm Alex. I'm Steph. I, I didn't expect that. We're very different. That was just out of nowhere. I know. We we have we have a very set script, and there she goes, just just throwing it, throwing a wrench in there. I know. I had to today. Keeping me on my toes. You well, know what? Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to dance on your toes. You feel me? So I don't know what. <laughs> what? Th- listen, you can quote me on that. Sometimes you got to dance on your toes. Put that on my epitaph. Today's topic. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Woo! Uh, today's topic is. We're going to be sharing our top five favorite drinks. Yes. Pretty so fun. So excited. Pretty fun. Uh, Steph, tell me this. Where can people follow us? Well, since you ask, you can follow us at the Two Peas Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And please let us know your top, your top five favorite drinks. And also, if you have any top five suggestions for us, just comment on one of the posts and just a message, whatever you want. We'll see it. Yeah. And we will add it to our hacks. We and randomly draw at the end of every episode. We do. We randomly draw the next topic so you can wait for it the next time. And guess what? I'm going to give a shout out to the person who suggested this week's episode. Believe it or not, once again, it is... Pinata time. He suggested last <laughs> he time. He suggested last time, and it's random. It's completely random. There's other ones in there, but he it must just... have just suggested so many. No, there is a really a good balance. There's actually other ones. He just happened. This is his last one. So okay. this last one he suggested. So pinata <laughs> once again. Thank you for the suggestion. Uh, it's a great one. Top five favorite drinks. It's important. Speaking of that, Steph, have have you ever spilt milk before? No. No. Well, I mean, yeah, probably, but can I think of a specific time that I spilt a specific cup of milk? No. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> so you do. Let okay. me tell you about the time that two family members of mine spilt milk in a big way. Oh, this is like this is like <laughs> this is like a commercial. In a big way. So, okay, I here's the story. I wasn't home at the time, but it was my mom and my sister and they were Coming back from the store, and they had milk. Like a gallon? A gallon. Okay. This was back when people still drank milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Now, lot, not many people just enjoy drinking milk out of a, just out of a glass anymore. At least I don't. I can speak for myself and say that. That's I don't we're, either. We're going on a tangent, right? So they get home, and they're bringing the milk in. Well, well, I don't know who it was, if it was my mom or my sister, but one of them had the milk, slipped fell with the milk in their hands and the milk splattered and got everywhere including the ceiling so there was milk stains on the ceiling and my mother claims that it was i think hard to clean it all and there still may be milk stains on that ceiling to this day and that was 15 years ago oh my gosh how Um, does it get on the ceiling it it just i don't know how i think it it flew up she they'd probably tell it better than i could but I'm pretty sure it was mom who had the milk, and she just whoop slipped, and the the, the the milk you know gallon went up in the air, and the lid went undone, got on the ceiling, got on the floor, and that's awful. Guess what? No more milk. I bet it smelled like sour milk in there oh. for a while. Anyway, enough about that. Gross. Wanted to share that. Just it was a little kind of in 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 tandem with today's episode. So gross. You're going first. Is that correct? Yeah, it is correct. Well, I am excited to hear your number five. That was an interesting voice. <laughs> My number Thank five. Thank you. Appreciate it. I've been working on it. <laughs> I, I like it, though. What kind of facts do you have, by the way? We like to share information and kind of learn a little bit, too. Is this um, just kind of random? Is it origins? Is it? It's, it's kind of a little mix of everything. I have some things that talk about ingredients and then some things that talk more about history Okay, so we're kind of going on a full adventure today. Yeah, of, of it just kind of depends on what the drink is and what information was available at this moment. Okay, cool. All right, so my number five is. Do you have any guesses at all? I know we usually guess for number one. Yeah, I have guesses for some, but I don't. You don't want to guess for number five? I'm just going to guess for one once we get there. All right. Yeah, let's, let's play by the rules here. All right, well, you would have guessed this one. So that's why I asked. I was trying to give you like a free. I mean, I know what it is. One. If it's what you're, 
If it's a newer drink you've gotten into recently. No, it's not. Then I don't know. Oh, shame, shame. I mean, I do, but uh, okay. just say it. Just backpedal. That's fine. Just say <laughs> it. My number five is ginger ale. Yeah, I could have guessed that. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, you love ginger ale. Specifically Seagram's brand. Oh, it's Seagram's? Yeah. I, it's back my favorite in, brand. Back in my younger days, I would drink their liquor. Oh, do they make they make liquor? Yeah, that's what they're known for. <laughs> I don't they're know. I know. Seagram Seven. Ginger, yeah. I don't know what that is. Back in my uh, liquor days, I would drink that. What is it? Uh, it's, it's like a whiskey. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that's I, interesting. Yeah. That's not in my fact list, so. That's okay. That's your input. That's my input. Um. So I love ginger ale. I love it a lot. Sometimes, like I usually don't drink sodas, or as midwestern and northern say pop pop yep but i i just usually don't drink that i'm usually a water person um but ginger ale sometimes it's just so refreshing you have that little bit of like that little bit of flavor like the flavor is not overly strong and sugary like with coke or pepsi or some stuff like that like it's just not overly sugary it just has just the right amount of flavor and you have a little bit of bubbles and it's just, it's delicious and refreshing. So It's good for your tummy, too. Yes, it is. Helps you with when you got an upset tummy. Yeah, and if you feel a little bit of nausea, sometimes if I feel nauseous, or like I, I sometimes get migraines, and so when I get a migraine, I usually do ginger ale, too. Right. Because it, I, I don't want to drink it too fast, because that'll obviously hurt my head, but if you drink it slowly and stuff, it just, it feels refreshing and cool, and it just, I, I don't know, it just hel- it helps me, personally. Um, so I'm going to read just a little bit. It's just some history of ginger ale. Um, this is from gingerealauthority.com because. Wow. They're the pros. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like it. Um, so ginger ale has a long history spanning over three centuries and two continents. While it is impossible to nail down the exact date of its creation, ginger ale history likely started out as a homemade concoction in England and Ireland around the 1840s. More like a Hmm. ginger aid than a soda. These beverages resembled homemade tonics and could likely be described as sugar water with a kick of ginger root. Make no mistake, these were not your mainstream Coca-Cola style sodas. Naturally, the beverage made its way across the Atlantic to the eastern coast of the United States and ginger sodas were popping up in New York City by 1850. By the 1860s, ginger ale was beginning to develop into what we now call the golden style. Golden ginger ale has a very sweet and bubbly texture with a strong ginger punch. Uh, Vernors, which is another brand, um, claims to be on... It claims to be one of these first brands. Uh, the story goes that pharmacist James Vernor left an experimental barrel in his barn in 1862, just before joining the Union Army in the Civil War. And upon his return in 1866, he tasted the barrel-aged flavor, and ta-da, golden ginger ale was born. You know, the most interesting part of that to me is that I had no idea that started as like an Irish thing. I didn't either. Until I read this? Huh. That's huh. pretty cool. Huh. I always love the stories where it's like it's like a discovery sort of thing. You know, I always thought it was strange that like all of the other sodas have like these super, super, super sugary flavors. Like they all to me taste very similar. Like I can tell the difference between a Pepsi and a Coke, but they all they all just taste like like sugar water. Like that's but ginger it, ale yeah. to me, it's like it's ginger. It's like a ginger flavor. Like, it's totally different than any of the other sodas that you flavors yeah, definitely that you have. Is. And I always thought that was interesting. So I thought it was cool that with the thing that I just read that it talked about, it started out more as like a tonic and like yeah. kind of thing than a, like a soda, which makes total sense. And that sort of puts some pieces together for me. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, that's. I was just trying to, like when you said that, I was just trying to think, what can I say about ginger ale? I mean, because I actually drank it a lot when I was a kid. I don't drink it much these days. Well, when I have some and I kind of come over, you're like, you're like, oh, it's another ginger ale. You said that to me the other day, or a couple months ago. I think I've said that the other day, but it was a couple months ago. Yeah. You're like, you sure do drink a lot of ginger ale. You do. And no, I'm like, no, I don't. I probably drink like one bottle once a month. I think for the... 
<laughs> this could be another <laughs> argument, but I feel like that's more than the average person drinks of ginger ale. Even that. Yeah, maybe. Of ginger ale I think most specifically, people, maybe. I think most people look at ginger ale almost more as a... When they're sick or something? Not medicinal, but yeah, more like a... You know, yeah, I'm feeling good. I need some ginger ale. I don't see it as like a recreational drink as much. I thought you were about to say drug. Well, it's all kind of a drug. Is there <laughs> caffeine in ginger ale? I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm not sure. But either way, I do love the taste of it too. I agree with you. There. I enjoy, and I guess that is kind of different because I think you're right. I enjoy the taste of it much more than any other soda. So yeah, and I, I think that's different. I think a lot of people like Coke, Diet Coke. Mountain Dew or stuff like that instead of ginger ale. So I think that is maybe a little bit different. Yeah. Tell us, tell it, listeners, tell us if you drink ginger ale. And if you drink it for just for pleasure or do you drink it when you just got a bellyache? Or both. Or both. Yeah. Maybe it's multi-purpose. Yeah. Well. Yeah, what's your number five? So that was mine, ginger ale. Mm-mm-mm. I want one right now. So. My number five, I know we're really just guessing each other's number ones, but I'm going to, you're going to be surprised here. I am? Mm-hmm. You're going to be surprised, so I'm going to say... Can, I, I'm gonna, can I, I say something really quick before yes. you say it? I don't have a lot of... I have a couple of things I can guess, but I really don't have even five to guess for you because you are mostly... Like, you mostly drink water. Right. I'm a water guy. You said you prefer water. I prefer water. That's all I drink. I know. So that's well, what I know. a couple other things. A handful of things I can guess for you. But not five. So well, I'm, gonna, this, I'm gonna learn a lot today. I so cannot. I have a grin on my face as big as Idaho because as <laughs> big as Idaho. Big, it's a big state, Steph. Um, actually, it's not. But, <laughs> but um, what? I because I'm gonna give you the brand, and you have to guess. You won't guess it, but the brand <laughs> of my number five is Starbucks. It's the blonde roast coffee. Absolutely not. What? That's, I don't, that. Why, that's all, that's the only thing that I, <gasps> the at, Medicine Ball Tea. Out of their coffee. Medicine Ball that's Tea. the best, but it's, that's medicine okay. Medicine Ball Tea. No, but that's good too. Oh, man. That's not on your list? You like that tea. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not my favorite thing ever. I'll only drink, it's conditional, right? I'll drink it when I'm sick, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but every time thing. you drink it, you're like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, because it is good. Okay, okay, what's your number five? The Bottled Vanilla Frappuccino. That you get at like the gas stations. Oh my gosh! I you you may have never seen me drink one, which is surprising. I've never seen you drink one. I used to drink them all the dang time, like all the time. That was my go-to gas station drink if I wasn't drinking water. Was really? The bottled vanilla or mocha frappuccinos or the chocolate, all three of them. Oh my god! I love them. In fact, when I was doing the research on this, I almost forgot about them, and I thought, oh, this is such a big part of my life. I wanted to go on Amazon and buy like a twenty-four <laughs> pack of them, throw them in my fridge. But I they're no so sugar-heavy. That you love those. Love them. Shake them up. Drink it. Little little poppy noise. You undo the, the 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 cap, and you're good to go. I was trying to do the pop. Okay, it's a lot of mouth noises. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, people are like, Ew, what is this ASMR? <laughs> so yeah, so um, nostalgic for me. You know, it's been out forever. You go to the gas station. Don't have to wait in line at a Starbucks. You just go into the gas station, get your cold bottle of frappuccino and leave. So uh, this is from. Wikipedia, the original Frappuccino drink was developed, named, and trademarked and sold by George Howell's Eastern Massachusetts coffee shop chain, The Coffee Connection, and created by then-employee Andrew Frank. When Starbucks purchased The Coffee Connection in 94, they gained the rights to use, make, market, and sell the Frappuccino drink. The drink, with a different recipe, was introduced under the Starbucks name in 1995. In 2012, Starbucks had an annual, or sorry, had annual Frappuccino sales of over $2 billion. That's a lot for a frappuccino. Two billion dollars in 2012, probably more so now. I do have some recipe information too for some of these. This is one of them. A recipe, or what just are, like what goes into a frappuccino? Oh, ingredients. Ingredients. I was like, what are you making with this? The recipe is derived from a fusion of various cold drinks, including the coffee frappe, similar to iced coffee, and the frappe, which is blended ice cream syrup and milk, mm. with the Italian cappuccino, which I am a big cappuccino guy. I love cappuccinos. In fact, that almost made my list, too. That's an honorable mention, but I thought, I like the Frappuccinos better. The recipe today consists of brewed coffee, ice, and other additives such as milk, sugar, flavored syrups, and whipped cream. Yum. Now, once again, that's more about the one you'd get at a Starbucks. I like the ones in a bottle. Way more than the ones with all that extra stuff. But really? Yeah, that, uh, yeah the, 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 have you ever had one of those? 
Um, absolutely, I have. The bottled ones? Yes. Okay. They're good. I'm assuming for a Starbucks fan as you, as yourself, if like you're in a pinch, you're at the gas station, and you want to get something Starbucksy, that's a good alternative. Yeah, heck yes. Right. I figured it would be. Heck yes. It's and it has good. a lid? Uh-huh. Oh, it's great. It's I, good. I love it. I knew you wouldn't think I'd have a Starbucks thing on here. No. I did not. So, so that technically, was a shocker. Technically, it, yeah. I mean, it's... The only real thing from Starbucks I actually like truly, truly enjoy other than the medicine ball. Okay. Hmm. There you go. I, I like those too. I used to drink those when I was younger. Like my mom would get them a lot mm-hmm. and then I would try it. And it when I was younger, it tasted almost too. Coffee-ish? Yeah. And I didn't really care for it. But then the older that I got, the more that I. The more wired it got me and I wanted more of it. Yeah, so anyway, I really like those two. Now, I personally enjoy actual Starbucks more than the bottled, but I do love those. They are good. Mm-hmm. Next time we go on a trip, let's get some. All right. I haven't gotten them in a while, let's so yeah, I'll some. do it again. Okay. Are you ready for my number four? I am ready as I'll ever be. All right. My number four is tea from Piper and Leaf. Okay, so you're specifying... Not the tea, but the brand of tea. Is that correct? Is that what you're saying there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's tea, but they have different teas. So. Piper Leaf Tea. Piper and Leaf. Is This this is that local uh, place in some... Al- Alabama. In Alabama. Okay. Yeah. So they have a couple of locations, but it's in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, okay. Um, and it's called Piper and Leaf. And I have, I have their website pulled up. So I'm going to read a little section about them first. And then I'll talk about why I love it so much and which ones I love. Okay. You look so entertained. I'm just thinking. <laughs> He's sitting in there flicking his wrist around. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Huntsville. Um, so this Piper and Leaf is a family-run tea company. Um, they're a family-owned, family-operated local tea company creating gourmet blends that are simply divine to sip. Iced on a steamy summer day or hot on a long winter evening and serving the joy are our passions. Uh, All of our teas are blended with many local ingredients as possible, with as many local ingredients as possible, straight from the garden, farm, forest, and briar patch. If you're looking for a cup or jar of our delicious brews, come to almost any farmer's market in North Alabama area. Or visit one of our tea shops located in Huntsville or find one of the quality Piper Partner businesses that carry our tea all over the nation. So mm. there's actually a place in Carryville in the Carryville Square that carries some of their tea. Oh, okay. Um, but I love it. So what this is really hard to explain without showing you. But you buy like jars or bags of basically it's like loose tea, like dried leaves and whatever and then you make like you put it in the little tea balls and you make the tea at home so you buy it as you if you go into their store in alabama then you can get tea from them but i when i i i used to have two friends that lived there and when i would go visit them i'd honestly go there and spend like two hundred dollars and just (laughs) stock up a stock up mama need your tea on tea well because because it's twice the price to have it shipped yeah. So I might as well just get enough for the year, right? You yeah, know? makes sense, yeah. Um, I, I probably, It's probably extreme. Probably spend like $100. Okay. That's still a lot for tea. Yeah, but not for tea for a year. Okay. So anyway, but they have a lot of different kinds of blends. So, um, um, whoa, shoot. I forget what it's called now. Um, hun- The honeysuckle one. It's really, really good. It's it was had a cute name and I don't remember what it's called. Healing honeysuckle. That's what it Healing is. Healing honeysuckle. Healing honeysuckle is really, really fun. Um, they have um, strawberry sassafras, which has like actual like dried pieces of strawberries in it. With let me see if I can find um, if I can find the uh, description for what's in some of these. Here we go. Um, Briar patch is a yummy one. It has oh, hibiscus, berries, black uh, blueberries, blackberries, elderberries, currants, sage, lemongrass. It's a lot of berries. And it's caffeine-free. So they have green tea, white tea, tisane, oodalong. I think that's oodalong. You're changing languages, Steph. 
oolong. Healing honeysuckle. Let me read to you what healing honeysuckle is because it's so delicious. Um, it has orange rind. Oh, oh, I don't know how to say this word. Echinicia. Next. <laughs> Red. Oh, I don't know how to say this either. Red ribose, ginger, blackberry leaf, holly basil, licorice root, jasmine blossom, lemongrass, spearmint, and chamomile. So uh, all, all of their good. tea, there's orchard peach, um, strawberry shindig is so yummy. They also have a blue tea, and it's a pipe, it's a mint tea. Ooh, it's really good. I love blue, um, the and, color blue. And you can have these hot or iced or whatever. I usually make mine iced um, at home. I, I make a big pitcher and put it in the fridge. You're not a hot tea person. Sometimes, but not usually. When I'm sick, I'm a hot tea person, but not I've, on an average day. As you know, recently I've... Tried to kind of pull back from my caffeine intake a little mm -hmm. bit and kind of switch to tea, which has, at least the kind that I'm getting, has less caffeine than, than like coffee would. Yeah. I've learned to, I really enjoy hot tea, but I understand the cold tea appeal. When I was in high school, I used to drink sweet tea. I used to drink a bunch of sweet tea. Gold Peak. Oh. I don't. Anyway. But yeah, tea's good in general. I don't like sweet tea. And I don't like, which is... Interesting. Because you're from the South. Well, because like everybody, all my family likes sweet tea, but I just, I don't. Because um, you, you're a Southern girl who doesn't want to be Southern. I think that's why. <laughs> Is that why? Yes. <laughs> I do think, I really do think that. Um, I, I, I don't like hot drinks very much. I don't think that's, yeah. I don't like tea, hot tea. I think I just don't like the hot drinks. You know why? Because every time I have a hot drink. I burn my tongue every time. It doesn't matter. Either it's way too hot or I wait too long and it's too cold. Well. And then it's know, gross. You know, there's something I've actually, there's something I've figured out to help fix that problem. Really? Mm-hmm. It's called waiting an extra second or two. I do. And then, <laughs> and then it's, Got him. <laughs> got him. Who's him? Uh. <laughs> and, then, and then it's cold? I don't know. It's, there's a fine, there's, there is a window of time that's your prime hot drinking time before it's too cool or too early. It's way too hot still. I get that. I really do. Okay. And, and I have never been able to find that. It's zone. hard. It's hard. It takes so, a lot of practice. But I love their tea because it's all, most of it is like local. That's cool. And it's just loose tea that they dry and stuff, which is really awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. So. I love that. All right. Well, we're on to, uh, I guess, my number four. You didn't have any feedback? See, I kind of give you feedback while you give yours. You kind of do, but have you tried any of it before? I no, I was going to say I've never tried it. Well, then you'll have to try it. You will do it soon. Next time you come over. That sounds good. I'm getting in the tea. Might as well. Yeah, I know. You should. Okay. So, yeah, hot tea is good. That's yummy. My number four. <laughs> Hot tea's good. Like I already said what I needed to that's say, yummy. I guess, but that's, that's yummy. yummy. My number four is a pop. A pop. No, I don't I don't drink pop much these days. So the rest of these really Well, no. This one I don't drink that very often. It's actually a treat when I drink it, but it's it's a staple of my childhood. And when I when I still do drink pop, I usually would go for this one if it's there. And that is root beer. Yeah, we've talked about big this root beer lover. You've probably once again never seen me drink a root beer. You've probably seen me drink pop before, but probably I've not bought, root beer. I've bought you a root beer. But did you? My mom and I did. Yeah, we went to Trader Joe's and we got like a ginger root beer. No, we got no that no. We you're mixing up stories. We got that at uh, we ate somewhere in town. And they oh. had like a more authentic root beer, and I got it there. That's oh. where it was. Okay. But yeah, so but you you're you're still technically right because I did not buy it; it was bought for me. So thank you for that. But <laughs> love root beer. It's a treat these days. As a kid, I drink it all the time. I'm thinking about like I did drink it a lot, and I realized well, no wonder my mom would let me drink it. It was caffeine free, so I'm not getting all hyped up on caffeine oh, is as it? a kid. Yeah, root beer is like one of the few pops that's completely caffeine free, like. Root beer across the board, like any brand, is caffeine-free. Oh. That's just something about root beer. Yeah. Huh. Love it. Love the flavor. Love the taste. I love the sugary pops. If I'm going to drink a pop, it's going to be sugary, right? I don't like the... I don't like your Sierra Mists and Sprites and, like, the more Ooh, lighter ones. Sprite. Sprite is good, but I prefer 
root beer, Dr. Pepper, that sort of thing. Okay. In 1875, this is from Bundaberg.com. I believe that's a brand of root beer, but this talks about the history too. In 1875, Charles Elmer Hires introduced the first commercial brand of root beer named Hires Root Beer. Hires initially wanted to name the product to be Root Tea, but chose Root Beer to make the beverage attractive to Pennsylvanian coal miners. Hires, who did not drink alcohol, marketed root beer as an alternative to alcohol, which I thought was cool. It's a good way to... That's pretty progressive for the time. At that time, everyone was drinking alcohol. Everyone had that booze. Uh, While Charles Hires and his family contributed greatly to the popularity of modern root beer, its origins can be traced back to pre-colonial times during during which indigenous tribes commonly created beverages, medicinal remedies from sassafras roots. Strawberry sassafras. Yep, back to sassafras. That last one's from thethoughtco.com. See, it it dates back much farther um, than that, but I did know that it did have some sort of like medicinal (laughs) root-related, you know what I mean, like root-related stuff Yeah. um, Yeah. from long before that, which is really really cool i've just always loved it i i love the authentic root beer i I don't know what makes the difference i know these days they don't do the sassafras stuff in the root beer they used to but there's there's parts of that or there's some ingredient now i don't have it up so i apologize but there's an ingredient that they used to put in root beer but then that particular ingredient was banned oh in the united states in 1960 was the year i remember the year um because it was known to be very unhealthy and not good for you so you now, like, what it was? you can't drink what authentic root beer used to be, but you can get things that are close to it, like at that restaurant that we got. Because that tastes different than, like, A&W. Right? Yeah. A&W root beer is not the same as, like, real root beer. It's technically different. I wonder what was banned. I can't remember what it was. But you can find it. It's huh. there. It has to do with pulling from some sort of plant or something like that. Some, oh. like, some more raw ingredient that really wasn't good for us. Oh. So. It just was known to be very unhealthy is what it said. Hmm. Anyway, root beer. That's all I got. I like root beer. I like ginger ale better, but I do yeah. will drink root beer. I just don't want it all the time. I actually was stuck between root beer and cream soda. Oh, but I know you love cream soda. You know what's funny? I love how you know I love cream soda, which I don't think I've ever drank in front of you. No, but you've talked about it several times. I think I look on that one maybe even more finely because I drank that even less. Maybe. There's more yeah, of a rarity. You 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 like things that you have the least number of times. Right, because it's special when you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Just like our if for those of you who've been listening since the beginning, our uh our uh restaurants episode. My favorite restaurants are ones I never went to. Well yours are ones you went to all the dang time. <laughs> yeah. See? Very different people. Very different people. Yeah. Especially how I said um that I didn't care for like the sweet pops right the coke and the pepsi and you were like yeah those are my favorite if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do those if i'm gonna do it you i'm know? gonna go all out so very different give but me that give me that sugar rush that's why that's why we have fun i can't even finish a bottle of pop now by the way i can't i can't do it there's not these days i can't either i will crash if i do i can't well i can't even i get too full i can't even i know and i'm either. thinking as a kid i would drink Three or four bottles of this a night, like with my friends, like when I was in junior high. Oh, you would? Yes. I've never had that much. Or like cans, right? We get like a 24-pack of root beer or Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper, right? One of Those are usually the three ones that we, we would have. And as kids, at least boys, we would... That was, that was your beer at that time. So we would drink a bunch of that. I mean, I'd probably go through six cans a night. Oh, my gosh. Or in the night. Which now I, makes me sick to my stomach to think about. Oh I could barely gosh. finish. I could finish one can and that'd be it. Yeah. So anyway. Huh. It's a lot of sugar. Well, when you're a kid, it's different. When you're an adult, you'll crash if you have that much. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was a different, different boy <laughs> than I am a man. Okay. Well, and with that, let's move on. Let's move on. Before it gets weird. <laughs> to my number three, which is currently. The and again there are I don't know how to correctly say it I always say acai, but it could be acai. But you're you're frowning your eyebrows. I have at no me. idea what that is. The acai protein shake. Is that a brand? No, it's a fruit. Acai. Acai is a fruit. 
Yeah, if it's not on that pyramid, the food pyramid, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It Okay, so right now it's one of my favorite things. So I go to, the gym that I go to has like a little cafe in it. And this is, they, they have like, they make protein shakes and stuff. And this is one of the protein shakes that they make. And it is so stinking delicious. It's stinking? It's stinking delicious. And I love it. Um, but it's like ten dollars. Well, that's how they get you. Because so as if your membership wasn't enough. So there's so there's somebody who works there, and because I've gotten it so many times, I am recognized there. And I asked one time. I just said, "Hey." Are you proud of this? Yeah, I am. Oh God. I said, "Hey." <laughs> of course, you're proud of it. Do you have? Can you share the recipe with me? Wink, wink. And they, the first, they did, they did. The, I asked somebody else because I really wanted it one night and they she works there and she didn't recognize me. And so she was like, no, we can't give that out. And I was like, oh, okay. But then the person who always makes my drinks, I asked them and they were like, oh, yeah, no problem. So they gave it to me. And I was like, yes. So, so I was have, a guy. Yeah. She felt weird <laughs> for some reason. She, you said she and then you switched to they. Did I? I was just telling the story. No, there's a reason. I think it's because you went all wink, wink, and I think you tried to make it sound all like, no, hey. No, I was just, no, 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 no. You you literally did that, though. I'm just saying it was interesting. You went, well, she didn't do it, but but then they, they, they did that. Already. I didn't mean to switch around. Okay, but, okay. But I was, okay, to be honest, I was trying to keep the person who gave me the recipe anonymous because. What if they listen? Well. I don't want them to get in trouble because I don't right. think they are supposed to give it to me. So I was trying to keep it totally anonymous. I, no one's going to know. It's okay. So that's all. Um, but Never happened. They did give it to me. And now I do make it at home. That's awesome. So, um, but it has, I have the recipe here. I don't have like any kind of history or facts about it necessarily. That's okay. Give us the recipe. But I'll give you the recipe. But it's actually, <laughs> it's actually on the website. Um, but it just doesn't have the like quantities of the ingredients, which is important. So it's orange juice, acai berries, organic blueberries, Greek yogurt, yo- yogurt, Greek yogurt, yogurt, um, and vanilla whey protein. So in a cup of it, it's gluten free. It's also vegetarian, if you're interested. Um, one cup of it is 500 calories, 26 grams of protein, 87 carbs, 5.9 grams of fat, and 2 grams of fiber. And it's called the Acai, Acai Berry Recovery Smoothie. That sounds good. It, it is. You've tried it before it's when funny. you worked it's, out with me. It's probably way cheaper just to make it at home. <laughs> Cause it you is, can, and you can make so much more. Yeah. I was going to say, that's a... Well, that's what I'm saying. I make it Sorry home. to this person, but that, I mean, that's not their fault. They're, they don't work, you know, they're not the company themselves, but that's, that's a scam almost because you can get those fruits. You can buy the protein. I know. That's brilliant. I you, bought you did the, the right protein thing. from the cafe and then, that's why I'm trying to keep them anonymous because I don't think they were supposed to give it to me. But you said it's vegetarian. Is it, is it plant-based it's protein? Whey protein. Yeah. Okay. Well, not all whey protein's plant-based, right? Has to be plant-based protein. I don't know. Might want to look into that. Seriously. You know what? Whey protein, I don't think is vegetarian. But that, then that this is an error on their website that it says vegetarian. I know because whey. I was going to say I didn't think whey protein. Yeah, because is, there's a plant protein, and then there's whey and whey because it says like grass-fed whey protein. Yep. Uh huh. So it's grass-fed. So that's still. So this there's an error. Yep. I need to tell them. Yep. I'll I tell do. them next time. I'll be like FYI. There's an error here. And then they're going to look at you and go, I regret ever giving you those ingredients. You can leave. They're going to kick you out. That's <laughs> what they're going to they do. I bet they will. I bet they will. Well, that's that's a good point. When I do, I don't, I do smoothies. And by the way, I kind of regret not putting that on my list. It's not, spoiler alert, it's not on my list. because you know, <laughs> Spoiler alert. You know, I like my smoothies. I know. I figured that would be on there. Um, and I do real vegetarian smoothies. And sometimes. Unless you put an egg in there. Well, I guess eggs technically it's, vegetarian. Yeah, it just wouldn't be vegan anymore because. Oh uh, yeah. That, that that you know, but and I do usually do egg. I do put a raw egg in there, and a lot of people think it's gross, but that's gross. where I get my protein. I think it's gross. Or I'll do plant-based protein. I do have some of that in my cupboard as well. So, but that's that's good. It, it was yummy. I remember tasting that. Yeah. Well, you you liked it, but you weren't crazy about it because you said it was too sweet. Yes. 
little too sweet. I prefer less of the extra crap. Throw your fruits in there. Get some vegetables in there. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Maybe we haven't. We talked about it. I think we talked about the blender. We did. Because a lot there's people who don't clean their blender. Oh, I. you know what? Yeah, when I'm making gross. this smoothie, I think about that all the time. Ever since I made that short about it, I keep thinking about it. I know. I think about it all the time. Some people don't clean it. Anyway. And then I thought about, because when I was, I'm going to just quick, quick segue. I was thinking about it when I was cleaning my blender. And I thought, when you read that stat where people don't clean their blender, I wondered if it meant like they don't clean it with soap or do they just rinse it out or do they just literally yeah. pour it in a cup and then leave it. Leave it. I, I doubt people what if do somebody, that. Somebody probably does that regarding like, or similar to, to the, the idea of a, uh, what's it called? Like a cast iron skillet. Right, like you let it season. Yeah, but I mean, I I always wash it out and wipe it. Well, yeah, me too. A blender? Yeah, I wash it every time. I wash that too, yeah. That's weird. Okay. I know. Anyway. Ready so, for my number three? Yeah, I am. What's your number three? My number three puts a little pep in my step. Gets me up and moving in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, my number three is the one, the only, coffee. <laughs> no surprise, right? Everybody loves coffee. I'm one of those people. I know I mentioned just earlier in the show that I'm trying to pull back from caffeine, but that doesn't mean I don't love coffee, and it still had to make my list because it's coffee, I right? knew it was on there somewhere. Coffee. Uh, this is from ncausa.org. Coffee grown worldwide can trace its heritage back centuries to the ancient coffee forests in the Ethiopian plateau. There, this is all, by the way, this is all, uh, nobody knows the original, actual origin of coffee, right? This is just a, this is a legend. A lot of people account to this. Their legend says that the goat herder Kaldi, Kaldi, <laughs> first discovered the potential of these beloved beans. The story goes that the Kaldi discovered coffee after he noticed that after eating the berries from a certain tree, his goats became so energetic that, that they did not sleep at night. He reported his findings to the, is it Abbot, A-B-B-O-T? Yeah, of, I'm assuming that's correct. Of the local monastery who made a drink with the berries and found that it kept him alert through the long hours of evening prayer. The abbot shared his discovery with other monks at the monastery and knowledge of the energizing berries began to spread. As word moved east and coffee reached, sorry, I lost my screen for a second there. As word moved east and coffee reached the Arabian Peninsula, it began a journey which would bring these beans across the globe. That's kind of the idea. I mean, we all know like kind of where it comes from, but that's kind of the origin, at least story that a lot of people believe huh. to be true. Um, coffee is a brewed drink prepared from roasted. This is just what it is. Roasted from coffee beans, the seeds of berries from certain flowering plants in the in the coffee genus, which, by the way, that coffee is spelled C-O-F-F-E-A. That's the, oh. uh, from the coffee fruit. The seeds are separated to produce a stable raw product. I love it. I really do. I don't care how it's discovered. I care that it gets me moving. I love it. I don't, I'm not one of those, like, I don't need coffee to survive, but I've gotten into the habit of enjoying a hot drink every morning, and a little bit of coffee is good. If you're curious about brands, coffee, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, medium roast blend, that's my go-to. Shout out to Dunkin's. Not a sponsor, but you could be if you'd like to be. Hit us up. <laughs> Steph loves it. I do the not a sponsor stuff. She loves it. Every time that, that gets her for some reason. I think it's funny. Um, I love other brands too. I prefer a medium roast. Dark roast is fine. Um, blonde roasts are good as well. That's It's all good. It's all coffee. It's all good. And sometimes it's really good to have something sweet with your coffee. Like a Bisquick cookie or like a donut or something like that. That's always a really good combination. So back to Duncan. Duncan's. Yeah. Donut. Yeah. You can get a Duncan donut. With uh, with your coffee. So yeah, that that's mine. By the way, I if you're if anyone else is curious, I do prefer my coffee black. Although, just in case anybody wants to serve him, right? It's easy. If you serve me, it's very quick. You just have to pour it and give it to me. You don't have to put any sugar or anything in it. Although I'm not gonna say I, I don't enjoy creamer because I do. And all of you black coffee drinkers out there, who are all high and mighty about oh I like my coffee black because I'm a you know I you know I'm a I'm a man. Right? I'm a strong man. I like my coffee black. Assuming only men drink that. I guess anybody can. But you know what, you know what I'm trying to get at, yeah. right? Guess what? You might prefer it that way, but you like the creamer too. So let it go. 
<laughs> you can get caramel creamer. You can get vanilla creamer. You Hush like up. hazelnut. I like hazelnut. But my go-to is black coffee, too. Hmm. I just wanted to call out the people who... Uh, call them out. Who are, stand all high and mighty because they like their coffee black and they're better than everybody else. I say that because I was that guy, but I have grown. <laughs> There's your hot take, your hot topic. We just lost one follower. Who's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all mad. Well... Yeah, because I usually drink it black, but I know sometimes you do like that creamer. Yeah, sometimes I'm in the mood for the creamer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like regular coffee, but I like iced coffee. I like Nespresso. She likes coffee that's not coffee anymore. It is coffee. (laughs) It's it's espresso. It's a brand Nespresso, and um, you make it iced, and it's the iced Ligero is the kind of coffee it is. Yeah. So, and I make it iced, and you put some oat milk and some honey in there. Mm-mm. That sounds, and it does sound good. Yeah, just make it over ice. It is coffee. It is coffee. It is. It's just not anywhere near black coffee. All right. What's your, uh, is it number two or number three? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Number two. Okay, number two. So, speaking of coffee, my number two is a Frappuccino from Starbucks. Oh, so that's, I mean. But it's a specific Frappuccino. Okay. It's the green tea Frappuccino made with almond milk. Yum. And add in a little bit of strawberry puree. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And then also they'll ask you if you want whip or not because you get almond milk, but you say, yes, I do want whip. And it's delicious. She looked at me like. Okay, listeners, everybody listening. She she makes looked at me like she just got some secret. Like, oh, you, I asked. You got to ask for it. Well, you do have to ask for it. Like, like she's got the end. That's what you looked like. Like, I got the secret. It's come with so, me. So so good. I believe it. I believe it's good. Um, my mom actually. My mom is such a good cook, and she creates things with flavors. And I just don't know how she does it, but she kind of put it together she this used to be her like signature drink that she would get and then when i was younger i'd try it and i was like oh this is so good so then i i've always gotten it and then sometimes i've gotten like my friends start to kind of get into it too because they'll like they'll try mine and it's it's so yummy but they always look at you weird when you ask them to make it with like add some strawberry puree in there they always get super confused and it's like no just put like half of what you would put the milk in like the half the quantity of the milk is how much strawberry puree you put in there right it's so Sounds good. good. It's so good. So um, I'm going to just read a quick description. I, I don't have any history of the Frappuccino, but um, this blend of sweetened premium matcha green tea, milk, and ice topped off with sweetened whipped cream inspires a delicious boost and good green vibes. Um, mm. So actually, you know what? I did find a... I'm not going to read like a ton of it, um, but... I found this article, um, it's qsrmagazine.com, and it's an article from July 13th, 2005. Old article. When they first came out with the green tea frappuccino. So I'm just going to read the super snort, super snort. I did that earlier, snort. Super snort. (laughs) Super short snippet. Um, The Tezo green tea frappuccino blended cream was first introduced in 2001 in Starbucks stores in Taiwan and Singapore. It has Hmm. since been enjoyed by customers throughout Asia and has become one of the top frappuccino blended beverage flavors in those markets. Um, So so it started out, I mean, eventually made it over to um, the U.S., but it started in Taiwan and Singapore. And then it was such a hit that they brought it over to the U.S. too. That's cool. So, anyway, that's all I'll really say about it. But it was it's it's so yummy. So if you want to try it, and you know you like it, you think it's sweet, but you've tried it before, and you said you liked it. Oh, okay. You don't remember? No. Okay. I don't remember. Well, you did. If it's not bottled, I don't want it. That's what I say. <laughs> it was not a gas station Starbucks. That's what I say about everything. If it's not bottled, I don't want it. That's the first time I heard you say that. Okay, time for my number two. Yay! So my number two is something else that I love to have bottled. Water. Absolutely not. My number two is beer. Mmm. 
You probably could have guessed that if you thought about it, if I yeah. were to guess. I thought you might have that on here. I love beer. Uh, that's about all I got to say about it. <laughs> no, I really do. I, I, I love all kinds. I love trying new ones. I love craft beer. I love light beer. I love wheat beer. I love IPAs. I love stouts. I love it all. If there's going to be an alcoholic beverage in my hands, it's going to be beer. That's just what I go for. It's what I go towards. Everyone's got their preferences. That's mine. It's fun to sip on. There's I have different beers that I enjoy for different events. Uh, for even 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 it even boils down to my nerdum and my video game love. I drink certain beers for certain genres of video games that I play. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, it's true. If I'm playing a, if I'm playing like a long sprawling RPG, I'm pulling out the IPAs. Right, the the the, the beers with more alcohol content. They last longer. Sip on them. Go through your night with a couple IPAs. If I'm playing a more fat, I love racing games. So if I'm playing through a fast-paced racing game, just give me a quick beer that I can drink quick, right? Some sort of light beer. Huh? I you didn't know. know you did that. I mean, it's not like I, I have to do it that way, but I, I I think about those things. So I drink certain beers for certain things. I just love the versatility of beer. That's that, cool. That being said, I have some things from WorldHistory.org. Oh, okay. That's the first time I said a source, and she went, "Oh, I think that's the first time ever." Um, okay, so you might be surprised at actually how far back beer is dated. I think a lot of people know that it goes back a long ways, but this goes back way farther than you may think. Okay. The first beer in the world was brewed by the ancient Chinese around the year 7000 BC. Oh, wow. In the West, however, the process now recognized as beer brewing began in Mesopot- or sorry, Mesopotamia at the Golden Tepe? Teep? At the, I'm going to say at the Golden Teep settlement now in modern-day Iran between 3500 and 3100 B.C., still forever ago. The craft of beer brewing traveled to Egypt through trade, and the Egyptians improved upon the original process, creating a lighter product that enjoyed great popularity. Although beer was known afterwards to the Greeks and Romans, it never gained the same kind of following as those cultures preferred, following as those cultures preferred wine and thought beer was a barbarian, quote-unquote, sort of drink. One of the many peoples they regarded as barbarians, the Germans, perfected the art of brewing and created what is recognized today as beer. So it goes back a very, very, very far way, which is really cool. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's a toxicant. I'm certain as soon as people discover that a drink will do that to you, people will gravitate towards it, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. I don't know how far back other kind of alcohols date, like wine. I'm assuming it goes back a really far way, too. I'm sure. I mean, it's wine. It probably goes back even farther. I don't Fermented know. Fermented wine and uh, from, you know, all that stuff. I have no idea. I have brewed beer before. Oh. You don't remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. You may not. That was a weird time because that was like right before COVID happened. Um, yeah, because you talked about like doing more I of it. I want to get into it, and then the pandemic happened, and we kind of pulled back on it, but... Might be time to get into that again. My, my buddy, who's probably listening to the show, you know who you are, is wanting to get into it again and wants me to help. So I'm down. Just let me know. I'll make some more. <laughs> my story with that, though, is that I had one job. I can't remember what the job was. There's three of us making it. And I think my job was to, like, to pour enough water into each bottle at one part of the process. And I didn't pour enough water because when I poured the, <laughs> the water into each bottle, there was still some water left over and we had it measured out. And I didn't think much of it at the time, but it, it directly correlated with the um, the carbonation of the beer. So when we got the beers, they were good, but they weren't quite carbonated enough. Oh. And it was all my fault. Oh, well, but, you just this first time. But the flavor was great. That's good. So if you just added the right amount of water, it should be perfect. Got the basic ingredients of beer. So this is from uh, thecopperhop.com. The basic ingredients of beer are water, a starch short, a starch source, such as malted barley, which is what we did it with, able to be fermented or converted, which means converted into alcohol, a brewer's yeast to produce the fermentation, and a flavoring such as hops to offset the sweetness of the malt, which is what we do. So the amount of hops that's in there, obviously, is what causes the flavor to, or the sweetness to diminish. Huh. That's why there's some. That's why there's some less hoppy beers, which have a little bit more of a sweeter flavor to them. Oh, okay, that makes sense. 
So now apparently I'm going to, I'm probably going to butcher the story and I apologize, but I heard this. I don't have any facts on this, but apparently where hops kind of originally came from, it was a way to adding hops was a way to preserve beer in barrels as it was being uh, transported uh, via ship or via boat for, for long periods of time. I mean, it, it was literally just a, uh, a pre- uh, what's it called? I just said it. To, to prevent it from going bad. What was the word? Preserve. Correct. I already forgot what the word was. It was used as a preservative. But they didn't realize that it would cause such a ch- change in flavor. Then they tasted it once it was brought to where it needed to go. And they thought, this tastes good. What'd you do to this? It's like, uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Then they realized that it was adding the hops to it. And now it's become a, a thing that people enjoy. So That's it was, really cool. It was out of, it was an accident. That's what I've heard, at least. Yeah, I thought hmm. it was a cool story. So that's really, really cool. And that's and beer is really, really good. Hmm. That's it. Well, that's good. That's a good number too. <laughs> Do you have anything on beer? Not you, you necessarily. Drink a bit. I have. I mean, yeah, I've tried a couple, and especially when we go to places that are that have like a lot of options and stuff, that I try to get something a little bit different every time. So. Yeah. I know I don't like beers that are quite as hoppy as what you like you like some of them though yeah i do like some of them so beers is a solid number two thank you all right let's hear your number one well see i was gonna have a guess but you kind of already said what i thought it was gonna be because i thought like boba tea was gonna be your number one have i already said that well you said tea Oh, my God. Is Boba Tea your number one? Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. It is. Um, I love getting these right. <laughs> I know you do. So, yes, my number one is Boba Tea or Bubble Tea. Either way you want to say it. Um, and I – it's so good. It is a new drink that I've – like, it's not a new drink that's out there, but I, I've heard about new. it. Well, I've heard about it for years, and I've never yeah. – I've never tried it because I thought, oh, I'm not going to like it. Um, it was the trendy thing for a long time. Yeah. And I think that's also why I didn't want to do it, too, because I didn't want to yeah. be trendy. Like, I didn't want to be like, oh, this is trendy. I'm going to do it. Don't get me started on Steph and being trendy. She's so, she's Miss Trendy. She is Miss Trendy. <laughs> okay. Well. Anyway. <laughs> it's a story for another time. That is. Um, but I like, there's a place here that is my favorite. I've tried a couple different ones, but I still love just this one. It's the, this the best. And I always get a fruit tea and then get the popping boba, which is the fruit flavored boba. I tried a milk tea one time with the, like the typical boba, the tapioca. Blech, it was gross. Yeah. I did not like it. The milk tea was just too milky. I like creamy. I didn't like that. It was too heavy. And then the boba was the tapioca. Mm-hmm. And it was so, like, they were so big and they were so chewy. I just, they were gross. Yeah. Now, some people love Watching them. her face was very funny there. My friend, um, I have a friend, she loves the tapioca boba. So, yeah. I think it's just personal preference but i'm not a huge fan um so i have a quick little just snippet about bubble tea what it is in case you don't know uh sweet bitter milky or chewy variations of bubble tea are plentiful as the drink has risen from local delicacy to international phenomenon throughout the years a beloved uh, taiwan classic bubble tea also known as black pearl tea or boba tea offers different variations from novice drinkers to aficionados, though at its core, it's a combination of tea, milk, and quote-unquote bubbles, anything made from tapioca to fruit jelly. It could be said that bubble tea represents change, taking what is traditional, spinning it on its head, and making it modern. Competing stories fight to take credit for this iconically trendy drink, but its origins are rooted in traditional tea houses. Hmm. Um, so let's see in bubble tea first showed up in the, I'll just say this in the 1980s and some Taiwan tea houses. 
So we're looking at like 1980 time frame. Yeah. Um, there was a guy, and I read this in this article, and this is from, I need to cite my source, tleaves.com. Um, but it, uh, there was a, a man who I think he put tapioca you know, b- balls in the in the tea, and he noticed that people were using spoons to eat it. So he worked with, like, a local straw manufacturer to have them make the straws wider so that you could <laughs> suck up the boba instead of eating it with a spoon. How convenient. Yeah. And how legendary now, or how iconic now. I know. So isn't that's that cool? cool. That's anyway, cool. That's my, my favorite. I, I like to get the strawberry tea with blueberry popping boba. That's my favorite right now. I managed to... Avoid the bubble tea trend and the bubble tea, what was the other word I was going to use? The <laughs> the bubble tea virus for for a long time. Um, never really interested me too much because I'm not a huge tea drinker. But Steph did get me into it, or not get me into it, but introduced me to it, at least recently. Yeah. As of the recording of this, probably the last month and a half. Yeah. Maybe two months. And I will say that it's definitely not my favorite thing in the world, but it's good. It's it's good. In fact, I, I've gotten it more than once with her. So I, I will say that. My favorite part really is the texture of the bubbles or of the balls, whatever you want to call them. I love those things. Yeah, they're good. It's just, that's the best part. I want to drink all of the tea and then go through the balls. That's what I want to do. <laughs> but it's hard to do that because they're all coming up the straw when you're sucking and sucking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, oh my God, those are the best part. Yeah, it's yummy. A lot I of like combinations. It. I know. You can combine you, a bunch of different fruit flavors and stuff. Yeah. I haven't gotten too much into like, I want to try another milk tea, but get like almond mm-hmm. milk or something instead. So that sounds good. I want to venture into that. But every time I go, I'm like, no, I just want to get what I know I like. I know. It's tough. It can be tough to. So next time, we'll do something different. Yeah. If there's a combination of like bubble tea that you like and you're listening, Please let me know what yeah. it is because I'm going to try it. Let us know. All right. So how about your number one? Steph, do you have a guess for my number one? Um, I kind of I kind of don't because I feel like you've said everything that I know you really enjoy to drink. Well, there's one that's very blatant. That you have not guessed. Am I just missing it? In fact, some would say we all need it. Is it water? My number one. Oh my gosh. Well, I thought that was two. I thought we weren't even including water in the list. Why? My number one is water. <laughs> ah! I, I'm sure there's going to be people turning off the podcast, leaving right now. But listen, <laughs> hear me out, okay? I've always been a water lover. I have. I, I'm not apologizing for it. Because it's good for you. Drink it. And I don't mean water with like the, what's what's the stuff called? Flavoring. The flavoring. There's a name for the brand, but I can't think what like it is. Like Mio. Crystal Light. Crystal Light. I meant like the powdered stuff. But yeah, you can do the. Crystal Light. Was powdered. it Pedialyte or whatever? Is that what it is? <laughs> Crystal Light. What's Pedialyte? That's for, um, it has electrolytes in it. That's for like kids and elderly people oh never mind but you know anyway i don't know because i just drink water straight so (laughs) yeah i don't know what it is you know how like well you can probably and most people listening can relate to this too but you steph right here you know it's like it's a hot day you're outside sometimes like you come inside and drink a cold water it almost has a flavor to it like it's so good yeah okay that's water for me all the time i love water (laughs) (laughs) i i really do you can ask Stephanie. She, you know, she has, we have a lot of meals together. I and use my formal I would say, name. I don't know why I said your full name there, but I did. I'm very serious. <laughs> this is a very serious matter. 90% of what I drink is water, if not 95%. And I think that's a fair assessment to make. I think it is too. It's boring. I don't have much to say about it. Um, but I do have actually a little bit of, a, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Theorized origin stories of water. Okay. So I'll get into that here. <laughs> okay. So... It was long thought, once again, this is not proven, this is just based on research and stuff like that. It was long thought that Earth's water did not originate from the planet's region of the protoplanetary disk. Instead, it was hypothesized water and other uh, volatiles must have been delivered to Earth from the outer solar system later in its history. Recent research, however, 
indicates that hydrogen inside the Earth played a role in the formation of the ocean. The two ideas are not mutually exclusive, as there is also evidence that water was delivered to Earth by impacts from icy plantisimals, planetesimals, similar in composition to asteroids in the outer edges of the asteroid belt. Hmm. So, a couple origins there. The, the interesting idea of water being transported here, basically. I thought it was kind of an interesting idea. But I, I do understand, I feel like the the hydrogen stuff in the in the Earth itself would slowly lead to create the ocean, you know, makes a little bit more sense. But either yeah. way, we don't have the answers 100% to that, and that's okay. What is okay is water, and we all need it. Wouldn't you think that if it was from the asteroid things, that they hit other planets too, wouldn't it have deposited water there? Yeah, maybe. I guess it maybe would have dried up. Who knows how many planets in the whole space, not just all the universes. Well, there's universes, right? So like... There's solar systems. Well, there's universes. Who's to say there's not more universes? Why? That's the whole idea, right? I guess guess you can't. We don't know that, right? Yeah. You know, scientists predict that there's solar systems and solar systems within the universe, but who says there's not universes, right? We don't know the end. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. So who knows in all of the space, I'm just going to call it all of the space, that there's not other planets with, with water, right? There has to be. Right. So anyway, we need it to survive, and who knows what life forms are there. Love water. I love it. It's good with everything. And it makes me feel a little less bad if I have like a kind of a meal that's not the best for me. Because at least I'm not drinking a pop to, to chug it all down, right? I'm drinking water. Yeah, plus if you have something that's pretty high in like salt and mm-hmm. sodium, then you can drink a lot of water and it'll kind of help you not feel so bloated the next day, yeah. mm-hmm. which is nice. One little tidbit, though, a little trick I learned a long time ago. Not a trick. And I, by the way, I don't always do this. <laughs> in fact, most times I don't. But um, I've heard more than once that it's actually best if you're having a meal to drink water first and don't drink water while you have your meal. Because when you drink water while you have your meal, the water erodes the acids that are there to break down your food. And it slows down your digestion process. Hmm. It's hard to do that, though. I want to drink water while I... Eat, yeah. Because in, 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 in turn... Your food is stored in your body longer, and some is stored as fat longer. Yeah. That's cool. Little tidbit. No, I didn't know that. Do I follow that? No. <laughs> right. I, I don't can... know. Some people do, but I don't think many people do. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard somebody mention I've that before. That like, before. drink water before you eat. Yeah. Don't drink water during. But it, that's hard, because you got to, you need that, like, if you're eating something that's dry, or, like, you got to. You got to swallow it somehow. <laughs> wow. Well, you learned a little bit about me, and I, to be honest, I didn't learn much no, about you. No, I don't you. think I, you learned much. Because you're very open with what you drink. And I guess I'm not, or I just drink the same thing over and over again. And so do you, though. Yeah. I don't know. I learned about the Frappuccinos for you. Yeah. Um, I learned that you're a great podcast host. Aw, thank you. I love you. doing this with you. You're a great one too. Well, I think that's 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 gonna be it, as I always huh. say. Always you something haven't said that in a while. Always something <laughs> to unpack and learn here on the Two Piece Podcast. Um, Steph, where can people find us? At the Two Piece Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Please let us know your top five favorite drinks. Yes, please do. We're about to pull from the hat, but also I want to say, please, please leave us a rating. Five stars on Spotify or on, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Spread the word, tell your friends. It really goes a long way with us. We appreciate it. and We, we really do. We really do. We, we've seen some new uh, people hop on and listen, and we just want to tell you hello. Thanks for joining. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's do this thing. Let me know when you're ready to uh, do your drum roll. I'm ready. All right, go for it. All right. <laughs> Top five favorite songs. That defined us. Oh, God. Ooh, that is going to be hot stuff. I am so excited for this one. And it's from a new uh, a new listener. A new. This is the first suggestion from somebody new. So, <gasps> Who? In, in a while. 
we won't say till next episode. Oh, man. That's going to be it for now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the listening to the Two Piece <laughs> Podcast. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>